Hello everyone and welcome to Digital Journeys. Today we're going to look at how to use the Power Platform. Our guests today will be Jim Holman and Trace Armstrong. So with that, I turn it over to Jim. Thanks Jerry for having me. We're here with Trace Armstrong for how to use the Power Platform. Trace, what can you tell us about how to best use the Power Platform? There's a lot of good and great ways to use the Power Platform, and I think the best way to walk through this is to just give you a use case example. So we work with a customer who sells construction equipment, and one of the ways that they utilize the Power Platform is by integrating their ERP with a Power App and SharePoint. And what they do is they could be out at a construction site they're trying to sell a customer a piece of equipment. What they were noticing though, is they were losing sales because they were not timely. When they were in the field, they couldn't make decisions. At the time, they were on an on-premise SharePoint, on-premise SQL, on-premise ERP. So they had to be on a laptop connected to a VPN with a strong internet signal to work and make these requests. So. They could make all the promises they needed to in the field, but if somebody came in that was more technologically advanced than they were, they were losing sales in the process. So what we helped them do is we migrated their SharePoint to Office 365 SharePoint Online. They're starting to do a cloud implementation of their ERP, and we built a power app that allows them to convert a sellable piece of equipment to a rental equipment. So if they're in the field, they can actually be talking to the customer, pull up the Power App on a tablet that's connected to a cell tower, and they're able to fill out the application. And there's actually a button there to look at the inventory in the ERP. So let's say they need a bulldozer. Well, I don't have any bulldozers available for rent. Let me check our inventory and see how many I have for sale. Wow, I have 40 bulldozers just sitting around gathering dust. Let me make a request to convert this piece of equipment to a rental. And attached from the ERP, we pull the pricing for a daily, a weekly, and a monthly rental. So at that point, they're able to show the customer, hey, I can take this bulldozer and I can give it to you at this price. Does that work for you? The customer says yes. They can hit submit right there on the tablet. The request goes to the ERP team. And within minutes, the ERP team will have approved it or rejected it, whatever the decision is and they will have a decision on the field and they can actually set up a delivery date. So they're able to take something that sometimes took three days to a week and shrink it down to about 30 minutes. So that's a good way to demonstrate it. We used Power Apps for the application. We're using Power Automate to get the approval. Once the approval is received, they get a text message, an email, and a Teams notification, and they can tell the customer, it's approved when you want me to deliver it and the whole process is done. From there, they have a Power BI dashboard that can actually look at the analytics. How many pieces of equipment are we converting from a sale to a rental? How many uh, pieces of equipment do we have an in inventory that's been in our inventory for longer than 90 days? You know, Those are the kinds of things that can help drive those business decisions for this company. So they're able to make more money because they have all this information available to them and they can use the Power Platform power platform to leverage that information in a bunch of different processes. Can you talk a little bit about what an organization that fully deploys a power platform solution 
what can they expect in terms of a return on investment calculation? Given that they may need to expand their licensing, you've talked about additional consulting services they may need to onboard. There's going to be some cost to bring these solutions into play. Talk about the ROI effect, perhaps. Absolutely. So um, the uh, Forrester is a company that basically creates economic impact reports. And last year, they did a study across several different organizations to see, okay, if we invest in the power platform, we invest in this licensing, and then we invest in building applications within the power platform, what does it look like? So to quote their study directly, um, the combined results of incorporating the power platform into businesses as a whole, not just in a little bit, but fully integrating the power platform into their business, it fetched them a return on investment of 502% in less than three years. And it enabled them to reduce their application development costs by about 50%. Now, let me walk everybody through what that actually means. So the reason they were able to get the return on investment they were is from an increase in workforce productivity and it's speeding up a inefficiencies inefficient pain points within an organization slow financial growth that's just a, a fact whether and not every company does this well you know some people do it pretty well but even they would tell you we have pain points furthermore because these are developed on a platform in the microsoft cloud updates to these applications new features and enhancements are rolled out automatically as part of your subscription to these products whereas in the past if you have a homebrew app if you have a net app if it's living in an on-premise data center um, if you are downloading something off the shelf and installing and equipment like Think through the fact that all of the things we've talked about today that you had to custom develop 10 to 15 years ago, over 90% of it was on an on-premise data center in your building or in one of your areas. So you had the cost of the physical servers from an electricity standpoint, the equipment maintenance, um, everything that goes along with that. Like if the power goes out in the area and you don't have a backup generator, your applications are down until the power comes back. Not so here in the cloud. The other piece of that reducement of the development cost is just pushing out updates. You know, if you have a homebrew app and you have to upgrade, say, .NET from this version to that version, it could break pieces of the application. So what happens? You got to go back and do redevelopment, set up tickets, support, all of that stuff. So when you're talking about the return on investment, it's not just here's these products in the cloud. Think about all the things it's replacing that most organizations have been used to doing for the last two decades. So that's where you get your ROI. And that's also where you save on physical cost as well as support costs. So that allows you some flexibility. You could have you know, internal employees focusing more on innovating versus maintaining and that's a big shift for most organizations the roi is always a tricky concept to get past anybody but financial and it leadership so a question that comes up frequently for me in my projects and something i'd like for you to talk a little bit about is the examples that you gave for an roi improvement are really cost and efficiency offsets which means i'm able to do 
more with the same number of resources and potentially less legacy solutions. I can retire inefficient solutions. I can collaborate better, more quickly with higher quality, which is tremendous. Are there examples that you can give of how using the Power Platform can drive revenue growth? Sure. Uh, I think part of it was what I explained earlier, so I'll just re-highlight a little bit and then give you a twist on it. So when you think about the app that I just described a few minutes ago with converting a piece of sale equipment to a rental equipment, number one drivers of lost sales was time. So by reducing the time, you were able to make people get instant decisions. I mean, I think all of us at some point, unless you live in like New York City, we've all had to go buy a car how are you more likely to go buy a car? I'm sure some people go on the internet and buy cars, but most of us want to go get in the car, take it for a test drive, get how it feels. In the car sales industry, if you don't buy that car immediately after the test drive, that's probably going to be a lost sale. So the moment you walk out of that building, you are 60% more likely to not buy the vehicle you just test drove. So from a car salesman's perspective, they need to get you into signing paperwork right there. The same thing works for other industries and those areas. So the the example I gave you on converting a piece of sale equipment to a rental piece of equipment, if you're in the field and you can access your ERP and you can see how much equipment is available and you can get an instant answer and then heck, I mean, there are integrations with e-signature tools with automation. You could generate a contract based on a template and capture a signature right there in the field and it's all legal and ready to go. So by moving to the power platform, getting into the cloud, building more efficient processes, scoping out, first of all, too, what those processes look like, doing a really good business process analysis of what our process should be and then figuring out how the power platform can support that business process, that's going to drive more revenue because you're going to increase productivity, you're going to increase efficiency, and by doing that, it will make it easier for you to give customers information for sales, whatever your industry is. Thanks, Trace. So you've mentioned some other examples of things and projects that you've been working on with the power platform. What I want to hear about is, What's one of your own favorite examples, um, how front-end data entry projects that you've been involved in, and what did they replace? Sure. So my favorite one was really more of an app dev project that involves the Power Platform. So we're currently partnering with an organization, and they have an e-signature tool. Now, there's a lot of e-signature tools on the market. There's a lot of big players in that market. But this particular one had an idea about fully integrating an e-signature tool into the Power Platform. Right now, all of the big competitors, what they're doing is, hey, select a document. You can select a document in a SharePoint library or in Teams. Here's a dashboard. You send this document for signature. But then it goes all the way to their system and everything lives in their system until the signed document comes back to you. This particular tool is going to fully integrate with Teams, with a Teams dashboard, and then a first of its kind, there is going to be a control in Power Apps that you can purchase and put in there, and that's what we're developing, where you can fill out a Power App, click a button for e-signature, and it will take that data and post it into a template that you have created 
and you will be able to send for e-signature directly out of the power app without having to leave the screen. That one is the one that I'm most excited about because it's really pushing the ability of what the power platform can do. It can integrate with this third-party tool without triggering premium licensing within the Microsoft sphere and do all this functionality. And the other good thing is, and I haven't mentioned this to this point, but if you create custom power apps or create custom controls to work in power apps, those custom controls also work in dynamics for business central and the CRM area and all of that stuff. So if you custom develop things within power apps or certain controls within power apps, you can also use them in dynamics. So this e-signature tool I'm talking about, you can also have it trigger inside of dynamics as well. So you could generate invoices, statements of work, employment agreements, all of that just by filling out a power app form, clicking a button, posting that data to a template, and then sending it for any signature through email and SMS. So they could even sign it through a text message if they needed to. So that's the one I'm most excited about because it really pushes the innovation factor of what the power platform can do. And it also will speed up and help so many customers because that's one space that's still been hard to crack is e-signature within the Microsoft platform. And I think this could do it. It's tremendous. So thanks, Trace, for talking about why the Power Platform, part three in the series on collaboration and workspace productivity. Thank you, Jim and Trace, for the great discussion today. And I also would like to thank our listeners for tuning in today. As always, feel free to like and share this podcast. Stay tuned for more digital journeys.